0: Hi, creative cutie. Happy Thanksgiving Eve if you're in America. If you're not in America, happy Wednesday. And either way, welcome to Unleash Your Inner Creative with Lauren Legrasso. This show is about creativity, self-development, mental health, and spirituality. And today I'm going to talk about something deeply human, setting hard boundaries and advocating for yourself. I'm going to reshare an episode I did around this time last year called Just Say No to Getting Weighed at the Doctor's. I actually just re-listened to it right before this, and it is still so relevant for this time of year. While this episode that I'm resharing is literally about the fact that you can, in fact, say no to getting weighed at the doctors when they ask, could you hop on the scale for me? The deeper meaning of the episode is about advocating for yourself, even when there are systems in place that, quote unquote, know better than you. And before we get into it, I want to add a little additional note about this kind of stuff, especially in light of Thanksgiving that's coming up, which is a big food holiday and trigger warning, eating disorders. Anyway, as someone who's struggled with eating disorders, body dysmorphia and food and body issues my whole life, I've always had a hard time when people comment about the way I eat or drink something. It's it's weird. It happens a lot, even still. It's especially hard when people comment on the pace at which I eat, how much I'm eating or what I'm eating. There just seem to be a lot of opinions on things that don't affect anyone but me. So I recently realized this because a close friend of mine was repeatedly commenting that she thought I was eating quickly. She wasn't saying it like that, though. She was like, oh, my God, you eat so fast. (laughs) And while I know deep down she meant nothing by it, It was making me self-conscious and unable to eat my food without feeling judged and getting in my head. It made me feel bad. Like I, I felt like I was a little girl again when someone in my family sarcastically said, she's a good eater. And this happened when I was eight. And I've always remembered that. And I always think about it. I think it was something that I even went back to when I was older and struggling with body image, that my appetite and the pace at which I ate was uncomfortable for people, even though it's what felt good to me. So when this friend kept bringing that up, it really made me feel like I wasn't good enough and that I was incorrect for trusting my body and eating at a pace that felt normal and right to me. And I just felt judged and bad. So when I realized how badly it made me feel, I finally said something. And I also realized I don't want anyone commenting on how I eat, it's a hard boundary for me. So I told her I didn't wanna hear any more comments. And she said she wouldn't talk about it again, so that's good. But that whole situation really made me realize how long I ignored this feeling. Like every time someone would say something like this to me, I couldn't help but notice this queasy feeling would come up. But I would just push it back down and be like, "Oh yeah, this is just like what I do, <laughs> and like laugh it off, even though I was totally abandoning myself in that moment by not sticking up, basically for the eight-year-old self that is still inside of me and protecting her and saying, yeah, I do. Fuck off, basically. So if you have that queasy feeling come up and you notice yourself abandoning yourself to like fit in or like laugh it off, I just want to validate there's nothing wrong with you. You're reacting to a judgment and a comment that just shouldn't be there. And it's weird because if someone notices you eat quickly or slowly or whatever, they really seem to love to comment on it. And I'm just here to say, don't just don't do it. If you have the instinct, that's what you should be pushing down. (laughs) And I know it's annoying because we do increasingly live in a world with a lot of rules. But I would question, like, why do you feel the need to comment on how or what someone else is eating? Like, what is it in you that makes you feel like you have to say something? Unless you think that person is going to choke from eating too fast or they're eating so slowly that three hours in, they're only on their second bite of salad and the restaurant's about to close down or, you know, they they are about to eat poison. Like unless something that extreme is happening, what would incentivize you to make a spirited comment about their pace of eating or what they're eating? Anyway, I just wanted to state that in case you're the subject of someone's eating observations or judgments this week or in the future, or if you yourself feel tempted to make an eating observation or judgment this week or in the future, if you're the subject, you have every right to set a hard boundary and not tolerate discussion and opinions on the way you choose to nourish your body and what feels good to you. And if you're somebody who's tempted to make an observation or judgment I would challenge you to ask yourself why. And unless that person's in danger or something similar, it's probably best to just keep it to yourself. And it might also be a great time for you to inquire why you feel so tempted to weigh in, no pun intended, on a particular subject. I mean, I'll call myself out here. For instance, one time I was on a trip with a friend and every day, as soon as we woke up, she wanted to eat breakfast immediately. And I remember being like, oh, God, why does she have to eat breakfast immediately? Like, it's so annoying. And then, but I didn't say that to her. I just was feeling that and thinking that inside. And then one morning after like getting annoyed by this two or three times, I said, why does that bother you so much, Lauren? And I realized the reason it bothered me was because I had so bought into this idea of intermittent fasting and that I had to do it. And if I didn't fast for at least 12 hours, I wasn't okay because I still have issues like this that come up and irregular thinking around food. That even if my body told me it needed to eat and it was hungry when I woke up, I would ignore it and push to the 12 to 16 hour range. And I was jealous of her that she was listening to what her body needed and nourishing herself in the time period she thought was appropriate. So often I think when these things come up, it has something to do with some internalized judgment that is spewing onto another person when really it's something to be examined within yourself. So. If you're tempted to make a judgment or an observation, don't say it. Question it and ask where that's coming from within you. Okay, that was much longer than expected, but I really got fired up because this is something I didn't realize how much bothered me until it came up. And now I kind of want to become an evangelist for like, if you have an opinion on what someone else is eating or how they're eating, just keep your mouth shut. (laughs) And if you are getting judged, open your mouth and say how you feel. Okay. Now let's get to the rear of this episode. Oh, and please note that this is a video podcast. So if you can go check it out on Spotify and see the video. Um, but you know, you can also hear the audio anywhere, which is great. Here it is. Enjoy. Have you ever wanted to just say no to something that bothered you or tormented you for over half your life? Well, if that's the case and you want to find the personal power to say no and set a hard boundary, then you're in luck because that's what today's show is all about. Hello and welcome to Unleash Your Inner Creative with Lauren Legrasso. I'm Lauren Legrasso. I'm an award-winning podcast host and producer, singer-songwriter, public speaker, actor, and creative coach. And this show is meant to give you tools to claim the word creative, take fear out of the driver's seat, and love yourself enough to go after whatever it is that's on your heart. On the show, we explore the creative process and journey, mental health and spirituality. And honestly, just the main thing is each week we delve into what it means to be a human and how to human more. (sighs) So on today's episode, I'm talking about setting boundaries, setting specific boundaries around things that most people just accept as facts of life. And I want you to know that you can say no to other people's systems that don't work for you, even if they're under the guise of quote unquote health. And this can range from family systems that are out of whack to greater societal norms that feel wrong, or even a medical professional or practice that doesn't sit well with you. I wanted to talk about this because recently I set a boundary that I felt was very brave. I refused to do the routine step on the scale at the doctor's office. And before we get into it too deeply, I do want to give you a warning that there's going to be an in-depth discussion of body image and eating disorder. So if that's too hard for you to hear right now, then maybe skip this episode or pause it and come back to it when you feel more able to take that information in. But I really hope you do come back, especially those of you who have gone through it like I have, because this information is an important message for those of us that have been through it or anyone who wants to take their power back in a situation where they've frequently felt disenfranchised. So anyway, I once wrote a tweet that said the following. If my doctor really wanted to build trust with me, she wouldn't start our relationship by forcing me on a scale. And yes, while I do think that tweet, as Michael Scott would say, is quote unquote comedically humorous, I also think it's really sad and really true when so many of us have struggled with eating disorders or at the very least body image in some way, it seems odd that the doctor throws us up on a scale as the first thing with an assistant, mind you, they don't even do their dirty work on their own. And, and they do this without talking to you or asking you what your recent or long-term history is with health and weight, both mentally and physically. I just think it's really odd. It's a strange practice. I just want to bring up some memories I have around the scale. So When I was younger and in the thick of my eating disorder and body image issues, I remember being like, uh, I think I was 13 years old, and I went to see a cardiologist, and the nurse threw me up on the scale, and it was like the lowest number I'd ever seen. I was 113 pounds. And I remember thinking, oh, gosh, if I'm 113 pounds, I wonder if I could get to 110 pounds. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't light enough for me. There was a time um, when I – when I remember sucking it in on the scale, thinking that that would make a difference. There were a few times after I got through the worst of my food issues where I realized, okay, this isn't healthy for me to see the numbers. I'm going to turn around when they put me on the scale and let them write it down and ask them not to tell me. But I still felt judged by even asking that and knowing that they were writing the number down and wondering what they thought of the number. There was a time in recent years, maybe two, three years ago, where my doctor after i got on the scale told me that i needed to lose weight even though the number that was there was well within the bmi and we all know bmi is a problematic number to look at for health anyway and and by the way my vitals were perfect my blood work was perfect but i had to lose weight i don't go to that doctor anymore i remember i used to starve myself leading up to the doctor's office and on days when i'd go to the doctor's office so that i could see a smaller number and I'm sad to say, even in recent years, even as recently as last year, I would still do that sometimes. Maybe not starve myself, but eat very little, be conscious of what I was drinking so that the number could be smaller. I remember one time a family member, not my parents, took me to the doctor's office. And this was when I was 11 or 12. It was in my one of my chubbiest stages. And when I got off the scale, scolded me for the number that was on there. Horrified and told me that they weighed less than I did and that I needed to lose weight. And that was before my eating disorder stuff. So that kind of (laughs) spurred everything on. So as I was going through this stuff last night, I mean, I was brought to tears because I realized how much has been pent up in this scale. This scale and this ritual of going into the doctor's office with no context, getting on the scale, feeling judged for that, mostly by myself but sometimes by the doctor and sometimes by others who were in the room with me, it has been a source of anxiety, of shame, of sadness, of self-loathing for almost as long as I can remember, over 20 years. And I just finally fucking said I'm fed up. Every time I make a doctor's appointment, as the date gets closer, it's one of the first things I think of, and I finally had enough. It's one thing if they're weighing you to put you on medication, or I get if you're like sick and they're trying to track your weight, or if you're pregnant, but for the most part, there's no medical purpose if your blood work is showing up fine and all the other things. What was the point? (laughs) And so when I had a doctor's appointment just a few days after Thanksgiving, and I finally realized maybe I could say no. Could I say no? I just started wondering, could I say no, about a week up to the appointment? And it occurred to me I'd never asked to not go on the scale. And I just decided, I gathered all my courage and I decided that the worst thing they could do to me is say no to me. But then I would question them. And, you know, I did one of those things where I like went back and like, then I'll say this and then they'll say that and then I'll say this and then they'll say that. So I just decided I would tell them I didn't want to do it. And the Sunday before the doctor's appointment, which was on Tuesday, I announced to my parents, my boyfriend and Liz, my friend who wrote the music for the show, um, that I'm going to be doing this, that I have a doctor's appointment on Tuesday and I am going to triumphantly tell them I am not getting on that scale. And I kind of half expected them to be like, oh, you shouldn't do that. Let them weigh you. Be a good girl. Because that's kind of the shame talk I had going in my head. But to my shock and surprise, all of them said, good for you. You shouldn't. Stand up for yourself. And so when I didn't get any pushback from someone, I was half expecting them to say you should and maybe going to allow that to sway me. But when I didn't get pushback from anyone, I knew I was onto something. So the day came, it was a Tuesday after Thanksgiving, and I got to the doctor's office and I decided when I was sitting in the waiting room once and for all, like, I'm really, really going to do this. So the lady takes me back, says, how are you? And the next thing is, okay, please get on the scale. And I just said, I really don't want to get weighed. I used to have an eating disorder disorder. This is a trigger point for me. It's three days or however many days after Thanksgiving, and I just don't need this right now. And to my surprise, the nurse said, okay, no worries. No worries. Over 20 years of anxiety, of stress, of self-hatred, of Fear of judgment evaporated in one sentence. Like it was that easy to set this boundary. And it was just such a lesson. First of all, if you also have struggled with getting weighed, have had anxiety around it, have an eating disorder, I encourage you to ask or tell, ask to not be, or tell your doctor or nurse or whoever it is that you do not want to be weighed. Or at the very least that you do the thing I used to do, turn your back. I think that that can still be triggering. You can turn your back and say you don't want the number mentioned to you. But I want you to know that you do not need to get weighed, that you have have the ability to stand up for yourself even to someone who quote unquote knows better. Because the truth is nobody knows you better than yourself and you have to be your own advocate for your own health, including your mental health. And unfortunately, a lot of our physical health practitioners don't take the mind-body-spirit into account. But if you're somebody who is deeply affected by those things, you have to advocate for yourself. And the interesting thing is, I did that, and I didn't realize the gravity of it in that moment. I was just like, I felt like I got away with something. And then yesterday, as I was preparing for this podcast... it sunk in how deep that was. Because from 11 to 32, I had never even considered that I could stand up for myself. But something shifted this past year when I really started working on my own self-love. And I think I finally, at least in some instances, got a hold of the word, word no. And here's the thing. Sometimes we do brave things and we shrug them off like nothing ever happened. But the truth is, I think we really need to celebrate our bravery, even in the seemingly small moments, because it's rarely ever small. I worked for over half my life to muster up those words, to say no to the treachery of the scale. The anxiety, the stress, the starvation, the shame all evaporated with the eventual love I found for myself that allowed me to say no to two decades of being put in a situation where I didn't feel like I was keeping fidelity to myself. And that was brave. And I'm really proud of myself for that. It's funny because at the top of like trying to figure out what I was gonna record for this week, I thought I had nothing to talk about. When I had this massive revelation just a week ago, Because I downsized that thing that happened to just another moment in my life when I had solved a nearly lifelong puzzle for myself. In one sentence, I took back my power. So what I really want you to do this week is think of a moment when you've done that, whether it was a decade ago or something that happened just yesterday. What's a time when you decided you loved yourself more than You wanted to help someone else uphold a situation that made them feel more comfortable. Give yourself praise for it. And if there is a situation like this in your life, whether it's the scale or saying no to going to some sort of family occasion or I don't know, it could be anything, any sort of lifelong thing that you've been holding in, start thinking about how you could set a boundary there. Taking the initiative to do something like this and feeling the pride in what you did This is how we take fear out of the driver's seat. It's by building our platform of self-love and taking every opportunity to stand up for ourselves and our inner child and protect them, keeping fidelity to ourselves rather than some institution or tradition that we don't even understand or has very little purpose. So yeah, that's my call to action for you is look at something like this in your own life that you've already done and or think about something That you could do and start making the plan for how you're going to set the boundary and take care of yourself in that moment. I didn't know it could be this easy. For anyone who's struggled with food or eating disorders, which unfortunately is a good bulk of the women probably listening to this, and I'm sure some of the men and non-binary people as well, but for anybody who has struggled with Food and body image, I want you to know you do not have to say yes to getting on that scale, especially not before they've taken time to even understand your story. And for doctors out there, if any doctors or nurses or medical professionals are listening to this, I implore you, stop shoving people on a scale before you even know their personal history. People don't ask about these things, but these things are oftentimes ghosts. (laughs) I don't know if that's the right word, but they're trauma that have plagued us for years. So before you shove someone on a scale, at least ask them what their history is with food and eating disorders. And even if they don't have that history, maybe ask them how they feel about getting weighed. I mean, I know that the healthcare system is really difficult and that there's all this stuff with insurance. But if they're not allowing you the time to not damage your patient's mental health, then honestly, fuck them do your own thing anyway. I mean, admittedly, I don't know how any of that works, but it just doesn't seem like it's a smart thing to make somebody mentally unhealthy in order to provide them quote unquote physical health. Anyway, build trust with the patient first before you throw them on a scale. I think everyone should start questioning the institutions that they work within or are subjected to. So yes, final call to action Be proud of yourself for a very difficult lifelong boundary that you've set at some point in your lifetime. And think about one that you can set in the coming months or years that would make you feel protected and seen and healed and like you're taking care of your inner child. And then after you do that, take time to feel the immense amount of pride that you deserve for exhibiting such courage and breaking a pattern I love you so much thank you for listening if you like the show remember to rate review and follow it on Apple podcasts follow it on Spotify Um, definitely leave us five stars it helps so much tell a friend about the show post about it on social media tag me and I will repost to share your gratitude at unleash your inner creative and at Lauren LaGrasso and thank you Liz Full for the show's theme music And remember, you're braver than you think, and you're stronger than you know, and you can say no, even to a medical professional. (laughs) I love you so much, and I believe in you. Have a great week.